If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun, New York, on a Friday and ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And here's what, oh man, it's going to be the best day ever. I'm so excited. Men are returning to the workplace. Women are not. No, I didn't. I don't mean I was excited about that. I mean, I am. That's not what I'm saying, though. (laughs) Your annual COVID booster shot. What kind of crime family would the Biden family be? We'll get to that here in a minute. Parents, teens going through this born in the wrong body stuff. Why is this happening more now? Melting down statues of Robert E. Lee and vegetarianism. All that and so much more is coming up tonight on a very special Ask Dr. Jesse Friday edition of the Jesse Kelly Show. I want to begin... Here, though, forgiveness. That's a good thing, isn't it? Let's be honest. As cynical and jaded as as we all can be, myself definitely included from time to time, forgiveness is a wonderful thing. It is something we should all practice. It is something we all need. Is it not from time to time? Do we not all need some forgiveness from time to time? A little bit of grace. So we want to be forgiving people. You want to be, and I want to be. Your kid screws up, says, sorry, dad. Man, you know what? That's fine. Forgive. Husband, wife, messes something up. I'm sorry, honey. You should extend that forgiveness. Something I struggle with is this. As we move along, as we degrade further as a nation, as, as this late-stage republic kind of comes apart on us a bit, we're going to see something. It's going to happen a lot. We know it's going to happen a lot because history says it's going to happen a lot. What is that something? We're going to see the people who have helped degrade us, who have helped tear this place apart, wake up one day and maybe they don't realize fully how much of a hand they had in it, But you can tell they woke up one day and thought, oh, wow, this was bad. And the things that I've participated in are not necessarily good. How how willing should you be? How willing should I be to extend some forgiveness towards that person? I don't know the answer to that question. And it's not as if they're asking the answer. It's not as if they're asking for that. But they will, right? This is something, as as the horrors begin to pile up, this is something that's going to pop up time and time again. Because, again, history history says it's that way. In these communist countries, as things start to descend down and down and down and down, you eventually get these commies that will step up, guys who have led the revolution, and they'll say, man, this was ugly. Oh, whoops, this didn't work out well at all. Mark Zuckerberg is probably the very definition of the communist elite. 
If you don't know who he is, he is the guy who runs Facebook. Obviously, you know what Facebook is, even if you're not on it. I have a page on there. I'm never on there. I guess I probably should get on there and post stuff more, but I have one there. So I know what it is. The biggest, most influential social media company on the planet. And, Michael, it is still bigger than things like TikTok and stuff the kids are using, right? It is? Okay. So it's still it's still the biggest one on the planet. And it is the largest place, the largest area for people to share news. So even if you're not on there, and I admit it to you, I'm never on there. It does matter. This is an important thing. Mark Zuckerberg not only participated in some <clears throat> voter outreach efforts during the last election, but Mark Zuckerberg has been censoring people. His company, Facebook, they've been coordinating with the FBI, with the communists in the news and the Biden administration to censor people. If you want to lament the loss of freedom, the loss of so many things we've experienced in this country over the last few years, you could probably argue there's not a person in America more responsible than Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe so many people have tied him, but he's definitely in the top 10. Uh, Definitely in the top 10. When you consider the corporate world, tech world, politicians, he's in the top 10. So I heard Mark Zuckerberg say this, and I'll be honest, I'm struggling with how I should feel about it. So misinformation, I think, is has been a really tricky one because there are things that are kind of obviously false, right, that are maybe factual, but may not be harmful. So it's like, all right, are you going to censor someone for just being wrong? It's, you know, if, if there's no kind of harm implication of what they're doing, I think that that's, there's, there's a bunch of real kind of issues and challenges there. But then I think that there are other places where it is, um, you just take some of the stuff around COVID earlier on in the pandemic where, you know, real health implications, but there hadn't been time to fully vet a bunch of the scientific assumptions. And, you know, unfortunately, I think a lot of the kind of establishment on that, um, you know, kind of waffled on a bunch of facts and, you know, asked for a bunch of things to be censored that in retrospect ended up being, you know, more debatable or, or true. And that stuff is really tough, right? And really undermines trust. You can hear it in his voice, can't you? You can hear it. You heard it there at the end. Really undermines trust. We censored a bunch of things that were true and accurate. Undermine trust. My question to you, and you don't have to answer, right? Maybe you struggle with this. Maybe you're struggling with this yourself. How much grace do you give somebody like that? I don't know the answer to that. I don't even know why I opened with it. Probably because it's just on my mind. As we move forward, the people who have participated in the destruction of this nation will slowly, eventually wake up as they look at the monster they've created and just how evil it is. And when they observe that monster from time to time, they will publicly lament it. How do people like us who have fought against it the whole time, how should we handle that? I'm not sure. Something we should think about. All right, all right, we're moving on. We have all kinds of Ask Dr. Jesse stuff, remote work updates, good remote work updates out there. Let's get to this question first. Remember, you can still email us during the show. We're live, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse, welcome back. If the Bidens were one of the five families in New York City, their accounts would be locked up and the government would be starting a RICO investigation on the whole family. Hunter, I love, I love that's what New York City's known for. We have a brand. 
New York has a brand. Kansas Hunter, doesn't have a brand. Hunter and Joe's brother will do like other families, roll on the boss, Semper Fi. Well, this is what I've talked about a lot, and this is something else I struggle with, and I guess you probably should never open a radio show describing things you're struggling with instead of coming up with concrete answers, but here's something else I struggle with a lot. I do not like criminals. Now, I'm not one of these people who believes everyone in prison somewhere is some irredeemable, horrible person. I love that the show has a huge listener base in prisons. I think that's really awesome. I'm a believer in redemption. But violent criminals, criminals, people who who hurt other people, especially women and kids, yeah, lock them up, throw away the key. You see what they, you've seen what they've done in El Salvador. It used to be this war zone, and now it's one of the safest countries down there because he just took all the criminals, just threw them in holes. This, you're all gone. Goodbye. So I, I'm not pro-criminal, but this is something I struggle with now, and I think this is wrong. I think maybe, but I think it's human. I, I'm not sure how I feel anymore about locking up people like mobsters for 20 or 30 years. Why? No, that's not me doing my, you know, geeking out on mafia thing. It's really not. This is why. The worst criminals in the United States of America are the people in our government who never get in trouble. It's true. It's true. If I, if I come on the radio today... And I read the, the, some new New York Post headline, the Gambino crime boss gets sentenced to 30 years. What for? But it's always something like racketeering and uh, attempted murder and things like that. And those things are bad, right? I'm not pro-racketeering. I'm not pro-attempted murder. But let me ask you something. Who's responsible for more death and destruction? The Gambino crime boss or Maybe the guy who sent that Reaper drone into Afghanistan to murder 10 people. You see, the Gambino crime boss is going to the Fed, the federal pen, for 20, 30 years. The guy who drone striked six children, small, adorable children, he didn't even get reprimanded. So is that justice to only send one of them away? Huh? Interesting questions today. All right, moving on. Let's talk about this trans youth thing and parents, why some parents are are failing there. Why are we failing children as a whole in our society? Because we obviously are failing to protect them, failing to support them, failing to teach them, right? Why are we doing that? Let's talk about that next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You're RFK the other day. I didn't get a chance to get to this because I was in Israel, but talking about censorship, Democrats, and I got to be honest, I had a different thought than everyone else at the end of all this. Every statement that you just made about me is inaccurate. At one point you say I'm anti-vax and that's a bad thing. The other thing, the (laughs) other moment you point out that all my children are vax. I took flu vaccines for 20 years straight. I have never been anti-vax. These are defamations and malignancies that are used to censor me to prevent people from listening to the actual things that I'm saying. Trusting the experts is not a function of science. It's not a function of democracy. 
it's a function of religion and totalitarianism, and it does not make for a healthier population. I had somebody, this is uh, something happened in Israel over, well, when we were in Israel. We had finished up some tour section, and one of the people who came along, one of the anti-communists who came along, came up to me. We were eating eating lunch in this outside courtyard, and he came up to me, and he said, Hey, Jesse, uh, come meet this guy, he, this ice cream shop. He owns this ice cream shop here. He's a fan. I run down there, and I check this guy out, talk to this guy. Turns out his brother-in-law lives in Baltimore, and he's a, a was born in America, an American Jew, decided to, quote, go home, in his words, move back to Israel, started his own little awesome little ice cream shop, and he had started listening to the show. He's a fan. So we were just sitting there just gabbing, just talking a little bit. And one of his first questions as we sat there for 10 minutes talking about this politics and life and the presidential race and everything else was, Jesse, I don't understand. Why is RFK a Democrat? And it's such a good question, isn't it? It's the question that really, it's something that has held us back as a nation, is holding us back as a nation, not just RFK. These older Democrats who lament things like censorship, and demonizing people, and trust the science, and do all these things? Why are you still a Democrat? How many people right now listening to the sound of my voice are 65-year-old Democrats? You've always voted Democrat, so you still vote Democrat. Look at what your party is. Why is RFK Jr. still a Democrat? And I'm not saying he has to go Republican, because we don't want him to lose his testosterone, so he doesn't have to go to a Repu- become a Republican, but... Why still a Democrat? You know why? I'll tell you why. Tradition. There are a lot of wonderful things about tradition and traditions. Traditions in your life, family traditions, holiday traditions, traditions, cultural traditions. They can be wonderful. They can also be horrible. And they can hold us back. And they are holding us back. It is time for the older Democrat in this country to wake up and smell the roses. RFK Jr., you too. I know dad was a Democrat and uncle was a Democrat and the, the Kennedy family, they're all Democrats. I, I know what tradition says. You're seriously shocked that these communists would censor you and defame you? Have you paid any attention, any attention at all to what this party has become, to what this party is? That's who they are. All right, move on. Jesse. What did today's parents of teens go through to be this soft and supportive of their children thinking they were born in the wrong body? Who is to blame for this sick trend? This is your generation of parenting, isn't it? What happened and when? Okay. Let's let's deal with let's deal with just the parent aspect of this cuz this is something this is something we're going through as a country. Parents now, it's not just all liberal white women who are trying to tell their sons to chop their penises off. It's not just them. That's a lot of it, this this child trans stuff. It's a lot of the liberal white women, but it's not only that. You heard that Chloe Cole testimony we played on the show last night. Chloe Cole, she didn't even blame her parents. She said, my parents were lied to. They were told, I'm going to commit suicide if they, don't, if, if they don't start massacring me. So what is going on? Why is this happening? Well, I'll tell you what this is. This goes actually into a much broader thing than the trans stuff and the child trans stuff. This generation, 
the next generation to come, and you know I don't do that, the next generation sucks thing, I'm not, but each generation has its own challenges. Coming generations, younger generations now, they have a crisis, a different crisis than other generations have had, and their crisis is a crisis of confidence. We have a serious confidence crisis. That's why anxiety medication, everybody's on it now. If you look at the big pharma results of the pills people are on, anxiety, depression, and I'm not anti-pills or anti-medication, I'm not, but the numbers in America are staggering, even when compared to other nations, how pilled out this country is. Now, what's this have to do with the trans stuff? Well, just stay with me for a minute. We live our lives now, too many of us live our lives now, Online, Because you can't. You can't. You can wake up in the morning and you never have to leave your pajamas. You, you don't. I, shoot, we're going to get to this men working from home less story here in just a minute. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about why we're lacking confidence. Maybe you're lacking confidence. Maybe this is a problem. Maybe this is a conversation that will help you. But I think it's an important conversation for us as a society as a whole. It goes way beyond just the trans stuff. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Name me a time. Name me a time. Name me a better time than Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. All right, back to our society's crisis of confidence because the question was about parents and teens and Children thinking they're born in the wrong body. And, and I, I, we have a crisis of confidence in our society because we live online. And this is what I mean. You need to do physically dangerous things. No, I'm not talking about bungee jumping here. You need to do physically dangerous things to gain confidence. Physically difficult things. Emotionally difficult things to gain confidence. I will have parents who email me and say, Jesse, I, I love your confidence. How do I give that to my teen? How do I how do I give that to my child? How do I give my kid confidence? And I always give an answer that people don't like, but it's the truth. You know, you want to know how to get confidence? Go through something hard and come out the other side. There's not a second way. You can't actually, sadly, and I wish you could, you can't compliment somebody into giving them confidence. My kid... It doesn't matter. My, my 14-year-old, it doesn't matter how many times I go to him and tell him, man, you're awesome. Hey, man, you're the best. Hey, you're exactly like God made you. Dude, you're the coolest kid. You're so special. You know what gave him confidence? Going through miserable practices and training in the heat. Going out there, doing races, training against people. Grinding in school. Getting good grades when it was hard. That's what has grown his confidence. Online. Living your life online, it can't give that to you. Because if I wake up in the morning, and I've had days like this too, so I'm not looking down my nose at you. I wake up every day and split firewood for 12 hours a day. I hope you're not on your phone. I'm not doing that. But I've had days like this. I'll wake up in the morning. Maybe it's a lazy Saturday. Check my phone. I think I'll relax all day today. Watch a little TV. Maybe I'll even read a little book for 20 minutes. I think I'll get on social media. By the time the day's done, I haven't done anything that is more than three feet away from my phone. I haven't sweat. I haven't exerted myself at all. At the end of that day, 
Am I stronger than I was before or weaker than I was before? You can live your life online now. Have all the food delivered to your front door. People are living their lives online now more than they ever have before. We don't go out and interact with people. Maybe get embarrassed. Maybe speak in front of people. We don't go meet with a group on Friday. We don't even meet up and play horseshoes with the fellows or something like that as much as we did before. Confidence, competition, smack talking with your buddy. You suck. These are things that give you confidence in life. We live online, so we have less confidence now than we ever have. That confidence is translating into parenting. I see it all the time now. I hear it from young parents especially, but even older parents too. When they're dealing with their kids, disciplining their kids, or attempting to discipline their kids, or just simply train their kids in something, manners or something like that, they're so feeble. They're so unsure of themselves. Oh, I yelled at him, but I'm just, I think I think maybe I yelled too loud. Oh, my gosh. I think I made him cry. Oh, I, I hope Aiden's going to be okay. I yelled, and look how, look how sad he is. Oh, I'm sorry I raised my voice, Aiden. Please forgive me. Parents are less confident, and so they approach parenthood with less confidence than they ever have before, and that makes them ripe for some idiot school counselor, some child psychiatrist, some doctor coming and saying, hey, <clears throat> you know Aiden? Well, you know that time you yelled at him, right? Well, that made him really sad. Let's just say, don't ever do that again. In fact, I think Aiden, I think he's a little bit depressed now. So if you don't want to lose him to suicide, if you don't, if you don't want to lose him to suicide, he needs to start seeing me every Saturday. Look, for the low, low price of $500 per half-hour session every Saturday, Aiden needs to come in here and sit down with me. And once he sits down with me, it'll take me about a week or two, and I'll convince you and him that he needs to be medicated. Otherwise, he's going to commit suicide. You don't want to be the parent that made Aiden commit suicide, right? You don't want to do that. And then after about a month or two, I'll come to you and let you know that I have talked to Aiden, and we've decided he's actually a woman, and if you'd like, here's a, here's a business card. Uh, my friend Bob, he's a doctor who cuts kids' penises off. And if you just ref, ref, reference my name, you'll get a 10% discount. We need to get Aiden down there and turn Aiden into a little teenage girl. Hey, hey whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't want to lose him to suicide, do you? And instead of being a parent with enough confidence in yourself and how you think, with enough confidence in your own mind to say, what, that's crazy, you're insane, never talk to me again, and oh, lose my bill when you send it to me, you sick freak. Instead of doing that, we have parents who hand ring, and they, oh my gosh, I love Aiden, jeez, no, okay, just, uh, I'm not comfortable with it, but okay, let's do the surgery, just do surgery. Confidence is critical for a society, and we are ripe for the taking, ripe for the picking without it. How do you think they got us when it came to COVID? I mean, that's the stuff that I know you already know, but have you even wrapped your mind around how insane it is? It's, let's see, it's so stupid it makes me laugh that they actually suggested that we stop our economy on purpose and everyone stands six feet away from each other in response to a virus. Do you know how stupid that is? It sounds like something a child would come up with. It seriously sounds like when my kids were seven 
if I came to them and said, hey, hey, James, everybody, people are getting sick in America. What should we do? Dad, I think everyone should just stand six feet away from each other. That's what that it sounds like that. We did that as a country. 300 million people. Well, okay. I mean, if the media says so, oh, well, there's a doctor. He said that's, that's what we should do. Well, hey, I don't want to die. I certainly don't want to kill grandma. We have a confidence crisis, and it's killing us, and it's killing parents. Get out there. Let's get off social media more than we are. I'm not telling you to delete it. I'm not being that, that mean, old, crotchety guy. I'm really not. Let's spend less time online than we have, more time outside in the swimming pool with your kids, playing catch with them, going for a walk. Let's go out and do challenging things. Let's also remember this is what we're up against. This crisis has shown us that, first of all, things can shift very rapidly when we put our minds to it and when we feel the immediate emergency to our livelihoods. And second, that um, clearly the system, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, that we had before is not sustainable. So I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know, of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before to create a change that is not incremental but that we can look back and we can say this is the moment where we really started to position you know nature at the core of the economy these people love our crisis of confidence you can hear the excitement in their voice all we did we scared them with the virus and look how compliant the sheep became all right Men are giving up remote work and returning to offices in the U.S. faster than women per Bloomberg. This is great news. So I realize inflation's terrible and they're burning down the economy and all that sucks. But you're telling me we have fewer women in the workplace? That is great. I, I thought things were quieter around here. <laughs> Quit. Quiet. Now, annual booster shots. Did you know that that's a recommendation now? They're getting ready to recommend annual booster shots for you. We'll talk about that. Talk about El Salvador, vegetarianism, destroying history, and so much more is still to come on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, that's kind of a weird way to open up a segment with the Led Zeppelin song. You got the wrong side or time. You never heard the song? It's a, that's called Whole Lot of Love. That's a great song. Every part of that song's great, except for like the five seconds you just picked, Chris, to come back from a radio break. The audience is probably so lost by now, and it's your fault. So if, if we lost people tonight, I just want you to know I blame you, as I always do. As I always do. <laughs> Jay Steele, I need some advice. I love fishing, the fresh air, the anticipation of the bite, the suspense of what's on the line. I also, unlike you, enjoy a good fish fry. My only problem is that I'm a recovering vegetarian. And when I look down at my prey, he looks back at me sadly, as if to say, would you please just put me back? And I always do. <laughs> Part of me thinks that putting a hole in a fish's mouth and then throwing him back isn't terribly humane either. So I'm hoping for some Dr. Jesse Kelly wisdom. I'd really like to enjoy the complete fishing experience. By the way, you're welcome for the per perfect segue to a chalk ad. <laughs> okay. I'm actually not going to address your T levels right now, which are obviously non-existent. Not nah, quit. Stop. I'm kidding. I'm not going to address that. Here's, you want to know the easiest way to convince yourself to keep and eat that fish? Easiest way? 
Listen, fish are vicious. I went fishing. My old man took me fishing in Canada one time. We used to go up to Canada fishing all the time. And when I was 13 years old, I'll never forget it as long as I live. He took me up fishing up into the Yukon. We were way, way, way north into Canada. And it was one of these adventure dude trips. How much of an adventure? Well, you drove. We drove as far north into Canada as we could drive. Then we got on one of those otter planes. I'm getting to the, it's going somewhere with this. Hang with me. Then we got on one of those otter planes, the planes that take off and land on the water. We get on one of these otter planes, and we take off, and we fly north. And eventually, we're over just this barren expanse of nothing but rivers and lakes with patches of land. And the plane comes down, and we land on the water. And we pull up to this cabin. There's a guide there, an Indian guide. He's dead now. God rest his soul. He's a great dude. There's an Indian guide there. The plane lets us off. The plane takes off. It's me, my father, another dude who was with us, fishing with us, and an Indian guide and a cabin. And there's not another human being for something like 200 miles in any direction. It's only us in the wilderness. And we spend the next week on various canoes and boats, cruising up and down these rivers and lakes, catching more walleye and pike than you've ever seen in your life. But one thing you realize when you're up there in wild country is how vicious fish are. For instance, if you caught a bunch of walleye and you'd have them on a stringer hanging off the side of that boat, You had to guard your walleye if you intended to eat them later on because the pike would come up and they would would chew them right off of the end of your stringer. Vicious, nasty little animals. This is what people don't understand about animals. And I'm an animal lover, but Mr. Vegetarian, animals are terrible to each other. Absolutely awful to each other. I watched a video yesterday of a turtle eating a baby duck alive. It was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And you see this adorable little turtle, and then there's this baby duck. And see, look, it's even turning me soft. And the duck was so cute, he was trying to get away, and then the turtle ate him. He ate him. That fish you're worried about, he's a serial killer. All animals are serial killers. You eat that fish to save others, all right? You eat it to save others. Uh, Cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why, and we can we ended cancer as we know it. We ended cancer as we know it. Show dog, Shogun, and historical oracle. I love this guy. Didn't really miss you while you were away. I went back to the archives of old episodes. The COVID days were wild. They were wild. I hope you had a good trip. Could, uh, couldn't travel with you. I'm heading to Israel in October. What's a good beer? And what's the best kebab shop in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv? His name is Larry. Okay, I didn't drink much, hardly any beer over there. Michael, Chris cannot say the same. Michael, Chris, Gold Star, that was an Israeli beer. Okay, Gold Star, Chris, of course, you people would name it Gold Star. Anyway, Gold Star apparently is a good beer. Michael, did you have any kebabs? Chris, did you eat any kebabs? I didn't didn't do a lot. Okay, Michael said go to the old city for kebabs. The reason, look, I hate I hate even saying this because I know you'll be mean about this. The reason I can't give you this information is it was really hot over there. I was giving my buddy crap last night, a lifelong New Yorker, and we were on the phone. 
And he was complaining about, hey, Jesse, have you seen this heat wave we're getting up here? And I said, listen, let's slow down, pal. It's going to be 95 for a couple days. We just walked all over Israel for a week, like 50 miles in a week, and it was 105 every single day. It was scorching. I don't want to hear about 95. Anyway, but I'm 42 now. I'm not 22 anymore. At the end of the day, when the days were done, after we were done sweating all day long and walking all day long, in order to make preparations for the next day, gosh, I sound so old, in order to prepare myself for the next day, I didn't go out for a beer or a kebab. I went back to the hotel. Like, shut up, Chris. I drank water. And when I was done drinking water, I took a shower. And I went to bed at 9 o'clock every night so I could make sure I got the appropriate eight hours of sleep before I got up and did it again the next day. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not 22-year-old Jesse anymore. I have to make certain preparations for things. Not like these young guys. There were so there were all kinds of people on the trip. It was so fun of every age. There were families there. There were older folks, younger folks. There was this whole group of young single dudes on there. It was just, it was a great mix. The young dudes, I just I can't believe I used to live like that. It was 105 every day, and they would go out every night. They would go out, and they would have more than one cocktail. And they would show up the next day when it was 105 and they would make it through the entire day. And I remember, I remember when I used to be able to do things like that in the Marine Corps. And now I can't do that anymore. Now, if, if I go out and I do that at night, I might not be able to show up and do my show the next day. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hurting too bad. All right. Destroying history. Traveling to South Carolina. Gavin Newsom. Democrats. The food over in Israel. And so much more is still to come tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. we still got two hours left. Hang on.